Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's talk about this whole situation again with COP26. Uh, Nations struggling to reach consensus on climate pledges as COP26 wraps up. Our guest says solving climate change is mostly about green innovation, not expensive, unsustainable promises. Dr. Bjorn Lomborg is the founder of the Copenhagen Consensus Center Think Tank. He's also the author of False Alarm, How Climate Change Panic Costs Us Trillions, Hurts the Poor, and Fails to Fix the Planet. Welcome back, Dr. Lomborg. Uh, Did you uh, essentially receive here, uh, observe from COP26 what you expected when it began? Well, Roy, it's great to be back. And and look, uh, COP26 just ended uh, like half an hour ago. Uh, and when you read through the text, it is very much what you would expect. Lots and lots of promises. It's basically, let's promise to do even more. Let's promise to do more out in the future. Let's promise to spend even more money. But of course, there's actually no extra promises in the treaty as such. It is just a question of saying, let's try to get even lower in temperature. Let's try to get even more money to developing countries. And of course, all of these things are stuff that we have failed in the past. So major nations are, no pun intended, big smoke, not much else. Biden chatters on about pipelines and net zero at the same time he pleads with OPEC to increase production. Mm. Yes, and that, of course, shows you it's very easy to say you want to talk big on climate, but when the payment comes due, when you actually have to have your citizens experience higher energy costs. And of course, remember, any reasonable climate policy will have to include higher energy costs. You suddenly realize, oh, wait, that's not actually going to keep me in office. And so you want OPEC to make uh, big changes in their policies. The fundamental point here is we are not going to solve climate change by trying to make fossil fuels more and more expensive. Yeah, you've said uh, the best way forward is an innovation-led response to climate change. And your quote is, we should innovate tomorrow's green technologies rather than subsidize currently inefficient wind turbines and solar panels. Can you expand on that a bit, please? Well, Roy, the simple point here is, right now, switching to net zero is going to be phenomenally expensive. One study in Nature shows it could cost the U.S., 12% of its GDP. So that's $11,300 per person per year in the U.S. by 2050. Of course, nobody's going to re-elect politicians that actually force that through. Uh, We know from New Zealand it could cost 16% of GDP. These are just eye-watering costs that nobody will be able to do. But if we could innovate the price of green energy, and remember there are many different potential uh, ways to do that. If we could innovate just one of these technologies to be cheaper than fossil fuels and, of course, provide power reliably in 24-7, then everyone would switch. Everyone would switch to this new, cheaper, in, better innovative uh, technology. So it really is about saying, let's spend 
a lot of money uh, on getting better solar panels and better batteries. Let's spend a lot of money on getting better fourth generation nuclear, better fusion, all these other ideas. And remember, if we spend all of that money, it will still be a lot less than what we're spending right now on subsidizing inefficient solar and wind. So, Dr. Lomborg, you remind us that, in and you and I talked prior to, immediately prior to, and immediately following the 2015 Paris COP conference, uh, you, you remind people that during that Paris climate summit, world leaders, those that were there at the time, most, well, I guess most of them have been replaced, I'm not sure, World leaders promised to double research and development, R&D spending, on green energy in, in innovations by last year. How have we done? We've not done very well. We actually have seen a tiny increase, but nowhere near doubling. We're still short some 60 70%. So the reality is when everybody's clamoring for easy fixes that you can tell tomorrow, see, we're doing something, then you just put up another subsidized wind turbine or, uh, uh, or a solar panel park. It makes you feel good, but that's not actually what's going to solve this problem. We have not spent this fairly little money on the thing that will actually fix climate change, namely innovation. Instead, we spend lots and lots of money on stuff that makes us feel good, but actually has very little impact. I want us, and I think that's the rational way, I want us to switch priorities Instead of doing stuff that doesn't work and hasn't worked for the last 30 years, let's invest a lot more, but still a lot less than what we're spending currently, on innovation. That's how you're going to fix climate change. Am I wrong if I suggest this? Now, um, you heard Mr. Trudeau, we played the clip at the beginning of a segment, say, if we don't spend the money now, we'll be spending more later. Now, Trudeau's policies, I think are going to be hurting Canada and Canadians simply because they're extremely expensive and the expenses kick in right away. Shouldn't this country, am I way out of, off base here, shouldn't this country at this time be exporting our natural resources, which are much cleaner than countries we're importing uh, energy from, and using that money or some of the money that's coming in to do exactly what you're suggesting, R&D, on new technologies? There, there's two parts of that question. So yeah. the first one, is it going to be more expensive if we wait? Well, that's only uh, academic truth because it says if you have to reach the same place, that is, if you have to reach 1.5 degrees, it's going to be more expensive if you wait. That's true. But, of course, that's not what's actually happening because nobody believes we're going to reach 1.5 degrees. It's a smokescreen. The reality is, are you going to spend a lot of money now and then basically drain the credibility of all climate policy and get you know leaders elected that don't want to do anything about climate whatsoever? Or are you going to spend money smartly? That means less money so that it's sustainable, so that people will keep voting for those politicians who say, I'm not going to waste your money. I'm going to do this smartly. And one of the ways, of course, could be, and that's the answer to your second question, one of the answers could be that you sell the uh, the uh, uh, environmentally reasonably friendly fossil fuels in the longer run and f use that to fund the innovations that are actually going to power the rest of the 21st century. Mm -hmm. If you empty people's pockets, and we've had polling in this country which shows that 52% of Canadians are within $200 of not being able to pay their bills at the end of the month. That's not a lot of financial resource. 
if you start to empty people's pockets to that extent and beyond that extent, you lose them on everything else. Yes, exactly. This is what will elect Bolsonaro's around the world. If you ask people to pay thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars every year, every person for expensive climate policies, of course, that's not never going to work. And that's always been the, uh, the, the, the conceit in this whole conversation that somehow we'll manage to get everybody on board. Remember, in the U.S., there is not even a majority of that's willing to spend $24 more on climate policy. So the trick here is don't try to spend tens of thousands of dollars. Try to spend hundreds of dollars really, really smartly. And you do that through innovation. We've solved all the big problems for humanity through innovation. We've never solved them by saying to everyone, I'm sorry, could you drive less? Could you eat less meat? Could you be a little colder and a little poorer? If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.